Welcome to Amuna is our future with tragic purifying acceptance. This is a tragic time that we find ourselves in during Sriya Saomer. Usually these special days are days of joy, especially after Lag Baomer. We enter the last part of Sriya Saomer with the lave of 32 days before Toiv. This is the good heart and we go towards a, a very special day in the Jewish calendar and in the global calendar. It's called Shavuot. It's the day of receiving the Torah and this is something to prepare for with joy. And all of us have that power. Every one of us have that power to connect in to the good heart that is then a clear vessel for this spiritual time that we're entering. Unfortunately, Lag Baomer was not a day of joy as we hoped in the world and specifically in Moron. And it's something which is very tragic and based on the fact that we weren't meritorious to have a class with Charlie Harari as our special guest and Yosef Daniel as our special guest and Rav Sholem Arush as our host and with translating where I'm sitting right now with Daniel, sorry with uh, Diane Elgrod, we were not meritorious for such a wonderful opportunity and it will be rescheduled hopefully for the following Sunday. We are missing a little bit of that guidance that we'd all be hoping for from Rav Shalom Arush and from our wonderful guests that would bring that clarity if there is such thing as clarity and when you're going through such tragic times. The purifying aspect that I put in the Munez Our Future class focus today is that when you have to accept that something which is so tragic it automatically is a purification process. It purifies our heart, it purifies our negative att attributes I've personally been feeling like I'll be open with everyone, very angry right now, the last few days, based on what happened. I don't know if that's something, a feeling that people have had. Um, it's apparently quite normal when you go through such a tragic experience, and it was traumatic as well. Um, I'll speak a little bit about the experience that I went through personally, and then we'll try to get into some of the statements I heard from Rav Shalom Arush that are going to be put out in an article um, posting soon and based on some of the uh, classes he did give in other languages later on at night he was able to make it from the base of all from the houses of mourning uh, to give a class in Espanol in Spanish with, uh, with Jonathan Galed we'd love also to have back here in English at some point something that we uh, will reach out to him again but anyway so Rev Shalom Arish, um was giving us a lot of inspiration and Rev Moshe Weinberger last week about the light that comes down on Lag Baomer, and we spoke about the inner fire. So I personally, thank God, felt comfortable by the fact that I didn't actually encourage anyone to go to Moron, personally. Not saying that you shouldn't, um, but just talking on a personal level, people asked me, sh you know, should I go to Moron? It was like, you know, a few hours before, should I get on the bus or this, that? I said, I didn't say they should, I didn't say they, they, they must, or, you know, I didn't say they shouldn't. I said that the Hod Shabahod, the day of Lag Baomer, is the day of Kodesh Kadoshim, a day where you connect into your inner, inner level, the most deepest part of yourself, your soul, the Hod Shabahod, that has a power to connect your soul and connect you to your creator, to the, the Rabbonish Olam, which is what we're here for, the creator of the world. And there's such a powerful, intense connection. That's where the joy comes from. That's where the inspiration comes from. That's where the fire of the day is found. Just making sure we're all good here. Thank God everything seems to be working. Thank God. 
Okay, a moment. Okay, good. So that based on that reality, we are already now tuned in to a very healthy, healthy light on this special, special day. And that it can be accomplished anywhere. That was my point. It's hard for me to speak about it, but because there was so much trauma, I'm a little bit like phased from what happened. And uh, thank God that person didn't go. There were some other people that reached out to me and said, uh, you know, I'm probably going to go to Moran. And I showed, told them about Nissan Black doing a concert in, in Swat nearby. And they went there first. And thank God they had a very positive experience at the concert of Nissan Black. It was uh, for a beautiful uh, Chabad and Swat community concert. And then there was also a live feed. And it was very, I was very inspired after being by my own Rebbe in Jerusalem. And I'd spend that day going to the Kotel and praying with my wife. And, and it was a very peaceful in Jerusalem that day. Very beautiful day. There was time off from work a little bit, thank God. And I could just experience the light that was beginning to come down, like Boma, in a very peaceful, happy way with with most of my family. And my son, he was working in a falafel store, so he um, hosted us in a falafel store and made us a beautiful falafel, and it was really delicious. And I was on a group chat with people from around the world and showing them the old city on my on my uh, Zoom chat as I was talking with them. It was around me, beautiful things, the menorah there, the rover the beautiful sights of Jerusalem, the Migdal David, the city of David, the Tower of David. It was a very inspiring day for me personally, Erev Lagbama. And thank God my son was continuing to work till late. So he would only get to Moron. And in fact, he didn't make it because they sent his bus back. So he wasn't there, my son. The other person in the store, one of our friends and students who comes to our home a few times and regularly, please God again soon, he was asking me about Lagboma, about Moron, and I said once again, I said, Kodesh Kadoshim, it's a holy, holy day. You have connection. Even if you get, and don't even make it there, you're on a bus the whole day, because that's what happened to my son. You're still connected to Hashem. You talk to Hashem. That's the whole lesson we get here with Ravorosh, the relationship with Hashem, the connection to Hashem. It's wherever you go, it's for, for 120 for your whole life. So that was the, uh, that, those kind of experiences. And people in Svat, thank God that. I encouraged them to go to this and black concert. By the time they got to Moron, thank God they'd also missed the, the main part of the chaos and tragic circumstances. And one of them was even um, had medical uh, training and was able to assist like a hero that he is and to help the, the people that were, that were going through trauma and struggle. Um, I had another child who was um, there for a few days um, back and forth and was there at that time. And thank God, I don't really know his full story because it's taking him time to talk it out. And obviously everything's very personal. But um, the point was he saw that what was happening was escalating and there was there was shouting, screaming. So he, thank God, managed to get out there and make it onto a bus and made it home. Me personally, I was, like I said, I was by my Rebbe in, in Tolna in Jerusalem and I was dancing, thank God, and with the fire and my wife was in a local um, had like a, a local fire and in the community with the, everyone watching and the bonfire and then um, we met up at the home and we're watching this in black live stream and then I watched the live stream in Moran that's why I shared to all of you that you know it was on our site and it was on many other sites and I was watching it and waiting after Toldus Aaron to see Rav Shalom Morish do his Hadlaka 
And in the middle of Tosaren, everything started to go chaotic. And uh, after the Shema, after people took on Omok Shemayim and the Havlaka had taken place, they were singing, then it suddenly the music stopped and they were screaming. And I was watching this, what, what is going on? And there was Salah running through and I, I didn't know what was going on. I was praying along with the people there, all the beautiful moments. And sun, it was like, must have been middle of the night. And I'd, I suddenly like need to call to my family. So I couldn't get hold of my children because the, the lines were out. And this was something like, as you can see, the picture we have on the cover of the YouTube of advertising the shear, we have there, unfortunately, very powerful but traumatic picture because a father is holding a son. Who took the picture it was my son-in-law and my daughter, which I haven't mentioned yet. They arrived just as all the trauma started to happen. And he's, <clears throat> excuse me, was looking around. He's a photographer, at, you know, what was going on. Now, I don't know if he knew the extent of what was happening. But he saw that picture of a father and son holding hands, which was unusual, and took a picture of it. It turns out, once he posted that picture, that that father and son were recognized online as the father and son of two of the brothers that passed away during this, you know, and unfortunately I found out those two boys were in my children's class at one point when they were in Vizhnitz, in Vizhnitz Cheder, in Jerusalem. So we'd gone through a lot of, you know, these ideas that were happening then, very uh, intense at uh, the moments and the picture of the father and the son and the trauma of not knowing where your children are. That was something which I was listening to Shia today, which Rav Tversky in America, the uh, one of the younger, Ben Sion Tversky, he brought down this concept that Hashem is calling us, like say, like by phone, but we're not answering. The line's gone down or we're distracted. And the trauma, the, the the intensity, the pain of not knowing where your children are, like if you can imagine that's what's happening on a global level right now in exile, well, where are my children? I mean, Hashem knows everything. But the point is, well, I think what this Ben Sion Tversky, Rab Ben Sion Tversky is getting at, should be well, is that there's a certain cry out for the Jewish children and for the world to wake up. And this kind of tragic experience is a wake-up call the question is, are we answering the phone? Are we re responding now? Thank God, eventually, above about half an hour, an hour, I got through to one of my sons. I'd messaged my daughter who was already there and was experiencing all the trauma and trying to you know, comfort people that were going through um, incredible anxiety. And you know, my wife had given a lot of advice to my daughter about this kind of idea and with anxiety, how to help someone through it. And she was able to, therefore, help other people there and it was just really a profound, intense experience going on in the world at that moment when it was usually such a high, exciting, inspiring time. And now it was a time of where's my children? Where is everybody? You know, the, forget the Hadlaka Ravorish. It was like, where are people? Are, are people alive? Are people, you know, what's happening? Why is there so much ambulances? Why is there so much post suddenly coming up live on all the different news channels? I was good. I put on Google like lag boma Ron, and suddenly it was just like filled with tragedy and uh, things collapse and this and that. And bit by bit, slowly the information started coming. And I, my wife, thank God, had fallen asleep before this would all happen. And she, I didn't want to wake her up. She sleeps very light, so I went out into the other room and I was speaking to my one son on the bus, and he wouldn't tell me what's really gone on, other that he was okay, which was all I really wanted to know. 
and that my oldest daughter who was very worried about him that he was telling my that my son's okay now the other boy we assumed still hadn't made it thank god because he was working he was doing his job and he didn't make it thank god i finally got a whatsapp from him that um he was okay and he was on the bus and being turned back now that was hard for him he wanted to go to moran he wanted to go daven at the sadik's kever he was doing the right thing that day by working and he went to go at like two, three, four in the morning, and that was taken away from him. Anyway, Hadlaq was taken away, and people's lives were taken away. That's even more important. And you know, as I said at the beginning, like I was feeling anger. Like there's, there just seemed to be a lot of negative energy going on from the uh, police force. There, a lot of negative videos, like the kinds of things that people, you know, I don't like to get political, but the kinds of things that were going viral. And this last year with the Floyd story and other stories it was that kind of uh, negative treatment going on towards the people there. Um, I don't really want to say the details because one of the things we're trying to do here in our Amuna class is have acceptance and, and to, to give over a lot of positivity and light, not get political. But we'll leave it as this, that there definitely needs to be a legal inquiry of what happened in a in a transparent, true way, not some covered up BS job, excuse my language. It needs to be done in a real way that people who are need to be held accountable are held accountable and there needs to be a big change in the respect and love amongst the Jewish people here in the Holy Land and the different groups and specifically between the police and between you know the the more religious uh, looking groups, because in the end, to me, religious looking doesn't mean anything. We're all souls, and there needs to always be that mutual respect. And if you have a job like a policeman, you have a job like Hatsala and their amazing work of what they did—the opposite of the police—they were totally there to help and save people. And I'm sure there were some good policemen there as well. We can't generalize, but um, and I don't want to get into. But I was feeling anger about a lot of this kind of stuff that such a beautiful day that I'd been to Moran many times and, you know, made my own choice not to go these last few years because, like I said, I'm working more on the inner. We talked about it last week, the inner fire, that we have the inner fire. It doesn't really matter where you are as long as you're connected in. That was the kind of focus that I didn't need to be in Moran. I was, I was connecting online. I was posting for people. I was talking to people, like sitting in my own room uh, by that time of night. And I felt like I had a lot to do in Jerusalem to be in my family. And yeah, we should say Bruch Dynamis. There were people who passed away. And just some of the things that happened, you know, it's going to need a lot of um, real, sincere, uh, truth searching. But to get to some of the questions, I see some people are uh, writing underneath. And once again, we want to keep it positive. Um, thank you for the people whose hearts go out to the families. Some of these families, unfortunately, we know here. Um, they were a very important person, Moshe Safati. His wife has been fundamental getting all out all the Svarim of Ghana Amuna, all the Ghana Amuna series out to the world. And unfortunately, he's now passed away, a very big student of the Rav Shalom Arush. And that's one of the reasons why our Shia was cancelled last night, because there had to be Menachem Oval, a few Bokhrim, a few students that we knew from the yeshiva as well connected and they passed away and we posted the father's reaction which was just unbelievable he's kept saying Tainli Amuna like the Rav Oresh says Tainli Amuna give me Amuna 
Hashem, don't take away my faith. Don't take away my faith from you. And that Hashem hasn't done. Hashem hasn't taken away my faith from you. My Amuna. So if the Amuna is intact, then Amuna is our future, then the souls of these children will just keep going up. And they accomplished, as my Rebbe and Yushalayim said, the Tolna Rebbe, he said they all became Kedoshim. They all became Holy of Holies. They all... All those 45 souls have gone to the holiest of place. They're all in an amazing place. The issue is with us down here. They're okay. The issue is us down here. We have to have a Muna, someone wrote. That's true. It's very sad. People are writing other things. You know, I want to move away from the the police aspect because it's very controversial and it will need a lot of, you know, inquiries and, and honesty and truth from everyone involved. And thank God nowadays everything is watched. So you can't do stupid things or dangerous things or even evil things without and think you can get away from it. Like the Chavitz Chaim said many many uh, decades ago that the idea that there's a seeing eye, everything's being watched. It's Pirk Alvis. We're learning right now, Pirk Alvis. So everything's been seen. So it's even more so nowadays. He was saying that about what the technology of his time in the 1920s. Now... Everything's being heard. Everything. You can even apparently like pick up audios from far, far away through different audio devices. The satellites can go all the way down to read number plates. Like it's there's no there's no escaping your actions and 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 not having accountability. And hopefully the cover up won't take place. There'll be truth that will MS will the truth of the situation of what happened. But the point is that this class is now about bringing us to unity. That was my goal of this class. So we're going to go into that now. Spirit Om is a great time to grow together, purifying acceptance, unity and tragedy. Yeah, tragedy is a very difficult thing. It's very overwhelming. It's very emotionally draining. It's been a really hard few days. We are now in the sphere of Yesod. Yesod is, is the idea of the Sadiq, of Kedusha Sabris, of Shmira. And to have that ishtavas, that ability to stay strong, stay focused, to be able to withstand suffering and struggles. It's, it's hard for me to speak about it. You know, I'm not, I don't feel right, really. Really, we need that shear from Avorish. Please God, we'll have coming Sunday. Um, potentially Malachon might come as well. We want to bring the singer. We've been speaking to him a lot. Just to bring some energy, some, someone who's gone through a lot in life. And uh, and is a very inspirational. He's got a new song about judging other people positively, and unless you're in this place, it's very important to to have a good eye and to have good words. We've spoken about many times in this class to have unity even in the times of difficulty, and that acceptance, that bittle that Gedalia Fenster talks about a lot in his class, being able to nullify our lack of understanding, nullify ourselves so that we are limited, that we need anachnu ma. The mem hey, the forty-five souls that we need. That we need that humility to understand that Hashem, God knows what He's doing, and that we are battle. We are nullified. As many of the, the 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 parents of the survivors or the family of the survivors of of such an experience. Or the, sorry, not the survivors. The people that passed away. The family of Halavai should be survivors. The family of those who who didn't pass away spoke about the idea of just being battle to Hashem. Of give me a muna of I. I don't understand this, but I'm I'm still your Ever Hashem. I'm still understanding that I'm your servant. And that's the key that we never lose that connection. That was what Ben Sian Tursky said, that we never lose that connection to Hashem Yisbarach, to we are never abandoned. We are never 
put aside, no matter how tragic. And we, as Shlomo Katz, he did an amazing job speaking to CNN. He represented us very well. And also Menachem Engel, someone from Svat, they spoke very well to, that was to the BBC World to really represent our voice and speak out to the world that there was love and there was care and there was people really seeking out. Like there was many stories of people looking out, trying to save each other. My own son said he wished he could have made it there so he could have helped save people. That was my son's reaction, my, one of my oldest son. And there were people, one of his rebbies actually was there. He managed to climb up onto a place, broke the window that was that like some sort of place there so that he could grab children and people and put them through from below and put them out of this whole crush that was going on. And he was even able to get some water and pour it on the people and give them water to drink and try and like calm down the heat and the fainting and the, the intensity of what was happening. And that was a, a Rebbe of one of my sons who was there. I just found out just before the class that he was one of the people doing a heroic you know, Hatzalah, of saving people's lives. That's what Hatzalah means. So we, I've mentioned below that, and also on a few posts that Rav Oresh has been put out some statements. So one of them he said in Espanol, in Spanish, um, with Yonatan Galed translating to the Spanish population, he spoke in Hebrew, obviously, Rav Oresh, in Lashon Kodesh. he said that we have to pray for the peace of Yushalayim and the world. He also put out a statement about unity. We have to work on having much more unity. That we have to love everybody, every person. We have to emphasize the power of the soul. That is what this day, this day got rid of so many people's focus on the physical aspects of, of life and to give us more soul connection. This woke, woke us up so that we're souls. That's something which is eternal, that can have comfort knowing that there's eternity. There's another world, there's an Olam Haba, there's a world to come. And that this world is not the only Bi'er in Nenendu. But Dali himself was saying, you can't really have Olam Hazer. You can never really have it. You can only have a more spiritual mindset, a more uplifted way of experiencing life, a soulful experience. And that soul connection, we have to pray for the, that we have the power to love everyone, to really connect in, to not get angry. Like I'm working on releasing that anger, to get rid of it to love everyone, to, to be able to give over that love to our family, to our friends. You know, that's the kind of focus that we should hopefully have. That's for sure what the students of Rabbi Akiva, he said, you have to love everybody. That's the big giant rule of the Torah, to love everyone. And that's the, the legacy that he brought through Rabbi Shimon by Yochai, and that we go through all the way to Shavuos, to Ishachad Levachad, to become one heart, to become one people, to become unified, that we can receive the Torah together as unity. That was the Kayach of the Sviras Yisod. How do you bring out the Kedusha Yisod? By focusing on the Kedusha. The continuation of that chain of Torah through the Baal Shem Tov, before that, the Arizal, the Arizal, Baal Shem Tov, Rabbi Nachman, for all the other Siddiquim, the Bonagon, and from the Bash, Ben Ishchai, and all the Siddiquim, and all the different groups, and all the different parts of the world, Chabadniks, everybody brought down this light of focusing on the good. Think good, it will be good, as Chabad said. And Rabbi Nachman said, sing about the good parts of the people around you. Bring it out. And as Rav Sodek wrote, focus in 
on the good part. That would be our hope. That's the godliness. That's the soul. That's the element that will say get us through all tragedy. An acceptance that there's a soul and that the life is going on a journey and it's not about our physical situation as much as it is about how we how we how we deal and process things and as Stephen Covey our non-Jewish great teacher taught once back in the day he's not alive anymore but he taught about the idea of being proactive rather than being reactive an amazing universal concept that he got from uh, from a Jewish book from Victor Victor Frankl from going through the Shoah that whole going through the Holocaust of going through incredible tragedy tragic of moments of suffering and able to not be reactive but to seek a higher level the meaning of life to seek the level of of being proactive of of allowing yourself to not to not be completely overwhelmed by what's going on but to seek a higher path a path of the soul a path of a muna i think that's pretty much covers up what uh, not covers up covers what we want to get through we pray that there won't be a cover-up from the truth of what happened so that once again there'll be accountability we want to, we need to have justice in the world as much as possible we need to have truth ms and we pray that we'll be together please god and join each other many more muna classes and please god many more lag bomas it'll be lag bomas of joy so i've got to finish now Baruch Hashem, there's another another class hopefully or other things that Baruch Hashem need to go ahead but I invite all of you to join us rather than get stuck in the sadness, but to get, grow from the great people around us who are able to be proactive and be soulful in their reactions to these tragic moments and all the light that can now be generated from this tremendous darkness and the light that will grow even stronger from the fact that there's more darkness now that entered the world during Nagboma. There's an even bigger light, an inner light, a soulful light, a light of truth that's going to overwhelm this darkness and awaken us to realize we have a purpose, we have a mission, and that we're here for a reason. And we'll have the Torah soon, and in less than 17 days already, less than those 17 Tov days, those good days that we're in now, we're already only less than two weeks away. And please God, already two weeks from today, we'll be in Shavuos. We'll be eating the cheesecake after the Kabbalah Satoya already by this time of the day in the Yom Tov Suda and having our Yom Tov, the second part, the meat Suda. The preparation for Shavuos is of a lave top, of a good heart and accepting our reality and being able to be purified by that. That bittle will purify us, will tahar us a lave, will purify our heart and purify our suffering and, and pain and physicality and bring us to a more soulful state and that will let that fire of Lagboma then will, will be used for good and it will give us the momentum and strength to elevate the whole year to spiritualize everything we're doing spiritualize this world to bring the please God the spirituality into our whole life the Dira to make this world a dwelling place for godliness and please God that will be the the, uh, the ultimate Simcha where all these souls who passed away will come back Gematria Odom, 45, 45 souls, Gematria Odom, the numerical value, 45. Odom, David, Mashiach, Bimhevi, Amen, Omen. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Please share yours. And just to let you know, I will be doing a course, United Souls, again, in the next week or two, we'll announce it. That means you can join us in an interactive course, how we can get, in a practical way, more soulful. And hopefully we'll put out the link soon. Until then... Keep sharing all our Muna content and Muna podcasts. And thank you again for joining us in 
uh, Amuna is our future class.